Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace, a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities, eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. We interview our victim and we write their story into a book. And then we read the story aloud in front of the public, in the presence of the Buddhist monks. And the Buddhist monks give blessing after that. You know, these people have never told their story to others. Because I think the lack of courage, the fears, the re-traumatization that make these people hide their story. Even their children don't know what happened to them. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another interesting episode on She Talks Peace. I'm Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy, joining you from Manila. And I'm here with my co-host. Hi, everybody. This is Ayasa, and I'm here in Kota Pinabalu, Sabah. Hi, Amina. Nice to see you again. So good to see you. I like your hairstyle these days. You look so fresh. You look so fresh. Have you been meditating, distressing yourself from all of the irritants of life? You know how it is, Amina? You just have to cut your hair short and that's it. That solves all the problems in the world. (laughs) They say when you want to start a new, you know, just go to the hair salon and have a new haircut. (laughs) Actually, I agree with you 100%. For the longest time, I had my hair really long mm-hmm. and, you know, my hair's thick. So mm-hmm. it's always like a heavy load. And mm-hmm. I guess that also, you know, the, the problems that we face adds to the load. So one time I went to the beauty salon, told them to cut it really hair. It's like, you know, a ton is lifted off mm-hmm. my shoulders. If only, mm-hmm. yes, it was that difficult to relieve ourselves So. All of the stresses, like all of the armed conflicts, what's happening in mm-hmm. Iran to those wonderful yeah. young girls and women who are cutting mm-hmm. their hair, what's happening in yeah. Ukraine, oh my God, what's happening in Myanmar. 
all yeah. of the stresses on your mental health. How do you take all care the sad of stories? Health? All the sad stories. But how do you take care of your mental health, Ayesa? What do you do to <laughs> take care of your mental health? Well, it sounds very simplistic, but anyhow, you know, one is to go to the hair salon regularly. Second is to get a massage regularly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also karaoke singing, you know, singing, karaoke. singing everywhere. I've never heard you. I actually never heard you sing karaoke. Yes, we should do that in the next. Uh, because Amina, I don't have. Because Amina, I don't have a very nice voice, so oh, I just do this for my own self. I cannot <laughs> let other people hear my real voice in singing. Yeah, so my daughter will be so angry when I volunteer. I'm going to sing now. I'm going to sing now. I said, please, mommy, don't sing. <laughs> so what you do is you don't want to add to the stress of other people. You don't want to be a burden <laughs> on their mental health. So you just That's sing. Right. Love. Is that what you're saying? But it works for myself, you know, if I can sing by myself, listen to music, you know, and then do anything to pamper myself. That helps a lot. I'm sure it does to many people as well, to men and women. Pampering ourselves is one way. Actually, you're absolutely right about that. I have heard a lot of accounts, actually been studies about that, about music as therapy for mental issues. But, uh, you know, if only that could take care of all of the factors, right, that affect our mental health these days. I look around and yeah. I, keep, I keep wondering how people handle their mental health issues in places like Iran, in Ukraine, in Myanmar, in Cambodia, especially because you had genocide there, right? So how are right, they? Yeah. I keep wondering about how those people are managing Ayesa. How about in Malaysia? Do you have issues focusing on mental health? Or you're too happy because <laughs> Malaysia is great? And Malaysia is peaceful. That's not entirely true. You know, I work in the university. So many academics these days are so stressed, you know, being pressured to publish in Scopus journals. So talking about stress, oh my God, it does yeah. happen to us, you know, in many ways, you know, but in a different kind of way. But then going back again, especially in places where they have armed conflict and violence, and you mentioned Cambodia, where they have had this Right. history of genocide right that must really be very difficult so you know we are very lucky that today we will be talking to somebody who is working on this field of helping overcome the struggles of mental health among the cambodian people so our guest for today amina is he a friend of yours how did you meet uh, dr chim oh yes uh, he is one of the ramon magsaysay Awardees for 2022. So that's okay. How we should congratulate know, him. That's how I got to know him. I am so much in awe about the accomplishments of Dr. Chim, a Cambodian psychiatrist. And you know, Dr. Chim was only seven years old when the Khmer Rouge took power in 1975. I cannot imagine what that does to the psyche mm -hmm. of a child. I mean, you and I, we know about the Khmer Rouge a radical communist movement that aimed to establish a classless uh, communist state, complete rejection of capitalism, which, by the way, is back in full force. Yeah, in, in, in Cambodia. Yeah, 
and children like Dr. Jim were actually separated from their parents to work in labor camps. Can you imagine what that must have been like? And Dr. Jim was among the first Cambodian psychiatrists to graduate after the Khmer Rouge. And Ramon Magsaysay saw what he has done in the field of mental health as executive director of Cambodia's Transcultural Psychosocial Organization, or TPO, the largest NGO in the field of mental health, healthcare, and psychosocial support in Cambodia. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chim. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank for your warm congratulations to the award I received. Uh, thank you for Thank you for joining us today, and we are really excited to talk to you. You know, again, congratulations on your award. Yeah, thank you so much again. Yeah, I'm happy to join you and share what I can uh, share or what I, I know about. You know, Dr. Uh, Chim, the first time that I learned about Cambodia and the genocide in Cambodia was, I think I was still in high school, and that was the time that the famous Hollywood movie, Killing Fields, no, it was right. very, yes. you know, popular because yes. it was a required film to be watched, you know, in one of my classes yes. in high school. And, you know, mm -hmm. during the time that my classmates and I were watching it, we really couldn't believe that that was actually a true story that was happening. It is. That happened in It was Cambodia. really true. Yeah, it was really true. You can see the labor camps. It's like that. It was the killing was like that. Yeah. What do you remember about those days, Dr. Chim? What was your childhood like under the Khmer Rouge? I remember I only have one piece of cloth. Wow. For many years, for many wow. years. And working in the camps, the camp was digging the irrigation canal. Mm -hmm. So I was moving from one place to another place, finish in one place, move another. There was no shelter, so sleep on the rice field. And sometimes sleep in the rain. Wow. Yeah, most of the time. And when we get sick, there was no medicine. So what we have to do was like chewing different kind of leaves. It was lucky that we were survived. I don't know if the leaf would cure the disease, but I think uh, people just happen to be cured. And there was no food. We only have two food per day and only a little bit of porridge, rice mm -hmm. porridge. Yeah. And if we're hungry, we can catch anything in the rice field and eat. But... They don't allow us to eat either. Really? Because we need to ask, yeah, we need to ask their permission. Oh my goodness. For example, when I work in the rice field, I saw snail or fish. I cut fish and then cook, you know, grill or mm -hmm. whatever. But if they saw it, they will torture us. Oh my goodness. We need to ask their permission to do this. Yeah. Otherwise mm -hmm. we cannot. But I always thought, Dr. Chim, that those that they really punished were intellectuals I didn't, and capitalists. I yeah. didn't realize that even children, seven-year-old, eight-year-olds were also put in labor camps. But they, they teach children to spy on their parents. Oh. Yeah, they brainwash. Oh. They say you are the children of Anka. Anka is like the Khmerus administrative body, mm -hmm. something like that. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are not belong to your parents. So they mean they teach us to spy the parent because if they know that the parent were intellectuals or white color workers, then they will kill. So they keep asking all the children, what did your father uh-huh. do? What did your mother do? How was your life before? But my mother teach me. Well, everyone, you know, in Pol Pot time, we have a concept called plant the kapok trees. The, the kapok tree is the cotton, yes, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the, cotton the cotton in, yeah. Right. In Khmer, this kind of word, it means dumb, death, oh. and blind. Oh. So... We don't say to people that, oh, don't talk about this high identity, but we just say, plant the kapok tree. So everyone know that. So my mother tell me that plant the kapok tree. In any case, you might not say anything. Mm-hmm. Because they keep asking me, what did your mother do in Pol Pot time, uh, before Pol Pot time? And I said, well, she was seller, like vegetable seller. Mm-hmm. That was okay. But if you say, oh, if I say, no, she worked in the government ministry. Ah, problem. Then arrest her, yeah. arrest her and kill. So everyone did this. And you know, they deprive people from food. Mm. But the children hungry. I remember my children in my camps. He was hungry and he asked food from his mother and mother don't have food to give him. And what he said was, he got angry with his mother. He said, well, his mother and father was government official. Oh dear. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they say, oh, you are government official, let's go to work in the government office. So they take the whole family to the government office, meaning that they kill. Oh dear. No wonder, Dr. Jim, that 40%, according to your NGO, 40% of Cambodians suffer from mental health problems. I mean, if from childhood, you have not just this pressure, but the dysfunction that is forced on you and, and your families. No wonder you yes. have been very active in looking at the effects of torture. Maybe you can tell us about um, the work that you did on truth, trauma, and the victims of torture because you were an expert witness. What is this method called testimonial therapy? And what is this concept of boxbat or broken courage? How can courage be broken, Dr. Jim? Yeah, well, thank you again. The concept of broken courage existed in Cambodia long time ago in the 1413s when the Khmer Kingdom and the Thai Kingdom, you know, fight with each other and the Thai Kingdom occupy Khmer Kingdom in the eastern part for centuries. And as far as I know, there was like a lot of torture and all this and make people 
courage was broken. So this continue to exist until now. Even the Khmerus make people even more courage broken, more bad. So when I work in psychiatry, at first people translate post-traumatic stress disorder as bad, as broken courage. But when I, I look at the diagnostic criteria, we cannot capture PTSD mm. in our clinical practice. Right. That made me wonder, was it a correct diagnosis calling Cambodian people having PTSD? But instead, I hear uh, people say about Basmat. Basmat, from Khmerus time, it made me broken. Correct, my courage is broken. So then I start to think maybe Cambodian have a different responses to trauma than PTSD. Mm -hmm. Because according to our cultures, our way of coping, our belief, I think the trauma can come in a different form. That's why I did a study in my PhD at Monash University. I did a study on, on Khmer trauma syndrome. So that it come with Cambodian trauma syndrome. Oh, and in regarding to testimonial therapy, because, you know, when the tribunal started in Cambodia, there were many victims who want to testify against the Khmerus leaders. Uh -huh. Some people, they have a chance to testify, mm -hmm. but they do not have evidence. But some people, they are afraid to testify because the Khmerus, you know, make people mistrust, right. fear. Right. The courage is broken. That's why I discussed with a um, colleague in other country, and they use testimonial therapy for victim of human right abuse. Mm -hmm. So meaning the victim of human right abuse tell the narrative of their story and the story written in read, uh, read aloud in the public. We think we can do it similar. So what we did was that we involved the religious into it mm -hmm. because Cambodian people can have a you know a, a safe comfortable space in the presence of buddhas mm. religious figures monks nun imam or, or priests mm -hmm. christian priests we create we we interview our victim and we write their story into a book and then we read the story aloud in front of the public in the presence of the Buddhist monks, and the Buddhist monks give blessing after that. You know, these people have never told their story to others because I think the lack of courage, the fears, the re-traumatization that make these people hide their story, even their children don't know what happened to them. So from this testimony therapy, they overcome it through telling the story, through sharing the story in the publics, and they get blessing from Mang and to make them, you know, live in peaceful mind afterward. And um, this testimony therapy of the patient become the document for the court. Ah. Because there were, yeah, there were people who testify in the court and we have their story document. And there were a lot of people, that, what we call civil party, who never have a chance to testify, mm -hmm. but we allow them to testify in the community with the presence of religious people instead. And now their story are kept in the archive of the extraordinary chambers in the court of Cambodia. You know, Dr. Jim, I, I, really, I really like that method that we have started, this testimonial therapy, because the truth shall make you free. And when you yeah. tell your story, 
you are not just telling the truth, but you are repairing your, your broken karma yeah. as well as providing yeah. evidence that can again be part of your healing. Wow, yes, that's, that's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It's an ingenious way, you know. It's something that Cambodia actually can contribute you know, to many places who are doing similar like reconciliation type of process. Like maybe even in Bangsamoro, oh, yeah. you know, where we have this truth and justice reconciliation. That's a very good idea and therapy that you've done, Dr. Chim. But I would like to ask you, Dr. Chim, knowing that in our Asian culture, you know, doing all these mental health therapy is something that can be quite embarrassing, you know, to many people. Stigma. It, it yes. is also it is also looked at something that is expensive and maybe not important because people tend to just want to keep their emotions privately. How are you able now to encourage more Cambodians, you know, to come out and really seek help for their mental health? I know that. You know, you've done this, you know, you, you mentioned already with the help of the religious leaders. But in today's generation, you know, I understand that many of the victims of the Khmer Rouge uh, experience were you know, people like you, your generation, and maybe your parents. But how about the younger people today in Cambodia? Are they still affected by all these very traumatizing experiences? And how are they able to seek help for their mental health? Yeah, well, I think uh, there are two groups of people, the older and the younger. For the older people, it's difficult to work with because they don't believe about mental health. Mental health is a, a, a stigma. Confessing to people that they have mental health problem is a weakness. And it's also stigmatized the whole family. In our society, if someone has mental health problem in the family, nobody will marry to the children of that family. So that's why they keep mental health issues internally. They don't express, they don't cry, you know. So that was the old people. So in doing to address this, a lot of awareness raising we conducted. So that's why we have community mental health program. Our staff was on motorbike, reach out to community, Using poster, so poster illustrate different, you know, cause and effect of mental health problem. It's not necessarily crazy, but this kind of problem that they encounter in their daily life, in their community can affect their mental health problem. And it's not necessarily becoming crazy, have mental health problem, only like feeling anxious, only feeling depressed and demoralized and all these constitute the mental health problem. So we do a lot of awareness raising for the people. We use poster, we use radio talk show, because people cannot read in rural area. They, so when they see this, they can understand. So through years of this work, awareness raising, people become aware of their own problems and they seek help. But still, because our work, like I said, only a small piece in the whole country. In regard to the younger generation, I can see they are better than their parents because they seek help, because they acknowledge that mental health problems exist, and they seek help when they have problems. And sometimes they see the mental health problem in their parents, so they encourage parents to come. In my clinic, my patients, sometimes, the children has depression themselves. 
and they knows that this may be caused by their parents mental health problem so when they seek help they feel better they encourage parent to come but parent don't come so what they asked me what can i do doctor i said okay i have questionnaire for your parent to check so when the parent have questionnaire and check they have full symptom of mental health problem so then they start to agree that okay i may have mental health problem but i don't want to come to treatment so whatever you can do and have medicine for me to take mm. i will take so that's what they do yeah you know dr jim before the show started you and i were having a conversation about how mental illness was taken care of 30 40 years ago because you were telling me that the first psychiatrist you had the first psychiatrist in cambodia like what 30 years ago And before that, anything mental was treated as a spiritual problem. So you get faith healers to do rituals. And I was just telling yes. Dr. Chimayesa that when I was growing up, we did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, yeah. you were depressed, there's something, a bad spirit yeah. has entered you. So, yeah, that's that's true. True. I think that's... That's yeah, and and I and I suppose, Doctor Jim, because you only have so many psychiatrists and very low investment in health, especially mental health in Cambodia. So you still have these faith healers, these rituals that are relied on by most yes. of the people, especially in the rural areas. So how do you work with them? Do you like train this? faith healers so that they could be a little bit more effective in taking care of say depression yes well uh, in our community mental health program we have several uh, step first we do assessment of the community because we are from outside we need to understand the community so we do assessment we look for uh, resource available meaning that we are do people seek help if they have problems And we want to know what did they do to help themselves. We want to know problem they are encountering. So this kind of assessment help us to understand, but also help us to build a relation with the local people, local authority and local people. And then we identify the resource people like traditional healers, the mediums, monks, other healers. So especially people who was the a kind of therapists in the community so we invite them to our training program so the training program teach them to understand what is mental health problems mm. yeah like common most common mental health problem so it help them identify the problem in their community and provide them some small kind of basic mental health support if they uh, patient come to them they can identify and then they can treat the way kind of primary basic things And if they cannot, then they can refer to health centers, mm-hmm. to other area where there are mental health services available. So from teaching to these people, they understand and they start to refer client to the health center, to, commu- uh, to the hospital. So I think this is good. Also, we teach Hmong about mental health problem because when people have problem, they go to Hmong yes. and they ask what Yeah, to help them with improve their luck or their their strength right. and all this. So Mang say, well, I give you what blessing, mm-hmm. but you need to see the doctor. Yeah. We do this and we see a lot of people who come to us refer by those people. We- Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, Dr. Jim, Dr. Jim. Yes. I was just thinking that Dr. Jim now has many barefoot doctors and barefoot oh, yes. psychiatrists right. are That's working right. with yes. them to expand mental yes. health. But you were saying, I guess. All the religious leaders, yes. yeah, all the religious leaders as part of his now uh, mental health interveners. Dr. Chim, I understand that your organization also has a lot of activities very specific to the mental health needs of women. Especially those women who have been victims of uh, forced marriages, rape, and other forms of sexual and gender-based violence against women. What kind of activities does your NGO do help all these women in Cambodia? We have uh, two parts. One project is for the victim of sexual violence under the Khmer Rouge. Mm. Because under Khmer Rouge, uh, there was a lot of sexual violence that, that happened by the Khmer Rouge cadres, the military, to the people. For the present days, we have a program that improve mental well-being of the victim of domestic violence. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, because there are still a lot of domestic violence in the country. Uh, so in both parts, in sexual violence under the Khmer Rouge, we do also testimony therapy, trauma counseling, and if they see that they have psychiatric problems, we prescribe medication. So there was people who have very severe depression or severe panic attack that happened as a legacy from Khmeru's abuse at that time until now. So after receiving testimony therapy, it helped them one step, you know, to break their silence and then continue with counseling and medical treatment. And for the current victim of domestic violence or gender-based violence, we do awareness raising on mental health issue. We set up self-help groups because this group create an, a safe environment for women to talk, to share their traumatic experience, to share the way they deal with violence in their home place, to share how uh, they together can do a, you know more work in the future to stop violence. Yeah, so we have uh, self-help groups for women of domestic violence. We have individual counseling, especially those who have more severe problems and continue to receive our treatment. And for those who are having severe problems, we prescribe medication. But at the same time, a lot of network in the community because in community there are like village health volunteer, commune council members, or uh, like justice NGO, like human rights NGO, they address justice issue of the women's and we work with also women who are an organization that provide livelihood support because a lot of victims, they are poor. So, you know, people are trapped in the vicious cycle of poverty, mental health problem and violence. So that's why we need to have a holistic approach yes, to yeah. address yeah, the mental health and gender-based mm -hmm. violence issue of the women. 
Pwede ba yung Earlier, I mean... Yeah. Yes, I and I were having a conversation earlier about the daily stress on, on mental health that and the people who you are in relatively peaceful communities suffer. Professionals suffer. Like Ayesa, competition in the university, you know, it is always you know, so terrible. And uh, yeah. if you're in the NGO world, finding resources to continue your advocacy, you know, really burdens you a lot. So for this normal everyday stresses, what can you recommend to help us uh, maintain and even work on our mental health? Ayesa and I were talking about music therapy, meditation. Do this actually actually help in uh, improving or stabilizing our mental health, Dr. Kim? Yeah, well, I don't do all uh, you you have done. I'm tickled. (laughs) I want people to touch me. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, it is very important that we have a network. Mm. So we in, in our organization, we have uh, structures that have supervisor, someone on top who can, I'm going to say, supervise others, junior counselor, experienced counselor, or counselor or psychologist. They may have problem. They may have been re-traumatized by mm. problem of their patient. So we have regular discussion. We have regular supervision to help these people. Uh, how can I say? Um, doing catharsis or uh, debriefing mm-hmm. of yeah mm-hmm. about the issue they have encountered with their client. So I think this helps and we have regular training so to give them more skill. For your uh, own people. Yeah for our own people mm-hmm. because we need to care for caregiver. Oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah. And every Friday afternoon, we have what we call self-care session. So uh, what, is we that? Have our, what, what, what is your self-care session? The supervisor, they teach, they lead in doing meditation, ah. in, in doing yoga. So they're doing exercise, they're doing relaxation, breathing. So just to help them improve their well-being. So we do it every uh, Friday afternoon. And then uh, we create a uh-huh. sense of group. So we often have a, a kind of retreat. So for example, we have the two retreat a year, mm-hmm. mid-year, uh, and a kind of team building, mid-year and the end of the year. So at the end of this year, we are supposed to have one uh, in December, but since I am receiving the award, and going to take the award to receive in Manila. <laughs> so they all want to come. If only you have to take it. <laughs> yes. For oh. Yeah. So 40, 40, Visit you in Manila. Oh, will go to, to Manila. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is kind of uh, team to building Manila. to help them relieve stress, to keep them, uh, you know, momentum, to keep them encouraged, moral, and yeah. so they can continue to work. And for me, I tell people, my staff, that whenever I eat something nice, mm. I want you to eat too. Whenever I go somewhere and see something nice, I want to take them to see too. So they are happy and um, they get all what I said. You know, now I'm going to the Philippines. I want them to see. So Wonderful. they want to come and see too. <laughs> if I may add another form of therapy, shopping <laughs> therapy. 
good boss. And let me tell you. Let me yeah, tell you one thing that's uh, important <laughs> for men and not just women. When I go to another country, the yeah. first thing I want to go to is the market. Because when I'm there, I forget my troubles oh. and I see what the community likes and I hear them and it's a normal. Yeah. And like you, I like buying things from, uh, from the country that mm-hmm. I can take right. home and share so that my family, my staff, my friends have a taste of a different life and take you know, your mind off your troubles. So when yeah. you come, Dr. Jim, with your people... Let's do shopping therapy. And Ayesa, I think I will take them to Green Hills, <laughs> where there are more than a hundred traders that sell oh, yeah. a lot of products that come that's from right. indigenous yeah. communities. So shopping therapy, Dr. Jim, that's good, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Traditional, traditional handicraft. Yeah. Well, um, Ramon Masai Foundation, they point out already one uh, shopping place <laughs> and they want uh, to take us there. <laughs> Ramon Masai Foundation uh-huh. is very smart, Ayesa, very okay. smart. Happy shopping. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you so much, Dr. Yeah. Chip. Time flies when you're having fun and I'm looking forward so much to seeing you in Manila when you come. But before we leave, perhaps uh, you have a message that you would like to share with our listeners. How do they care for their mental health? A message and perhaps how they become more effective in maintaining their mental health, Dr. Jim. Well, I think uh, it is good to live in a balanced life. We know we have a lot of work to do, but if we don't have the balance in our life, we cannot achieve our goal because our body cannot mm. um, tolerate with all the effort that we want to do. So we need to listen to our body. When the body complains, for example, our heart beat faster, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we have a heart problem, but our heart tells us that we may need to take a little bit of break. We may need to slow down a little bit. Then when we slow down, our internal organ have time to relax as well as to restore the balance in our body. And that makes us more healthier and we can work longer and we can work more productive. So that's my message. Another one, I think that I found that the idea of helping others mm-hmm. who are in needs of whatever kind of needs. It's a rewarding back to us. So for me, like helping my other trauma survivors who are traumatized like myself, it helped me back heal as well. It healed me. So that's why people ask, how can I heal this mental health problem? And I say, well, helping people with mental health problem, with trauma, it helped me heal myself. So I think it's a kind of rewarding. It's, how can I say, it's, uh, in, it creates an, an internal hormone, oxytocin, the hormone that helps us, you know, pro- provide love, compassion, and it helps us grow more. Yeah. Amen. Our dear listeners, yeah. if you would like to learn more about the life and yeah. work of Dr. Chim, visit the Ramon Magsaysay Award Foundation at www.rmaward.asia 
and perhaps you will be able to reach out to Dr. Chim if you want to perhaps go to Cambodia. And I'm sure Dr. Chim might be interested in getting volunteers to help out. And if you would like to, if you have questions yeah. for Dr. Chim or comments or you have ideas about future episodes for She Talks Peace, do send us an email at she talks peace podcast at gmail.com. Let me repeat that. She talks peace podcast at gmail.com. And the email of Dr. Jim is soteara, S O T H E A R A, at TPO Cambodia.org. So thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you, Dr. Chim, for joining us. Thank you. This is Amina Rasuku from the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying thanks again. Uh, goodbye. Take care of your mental health. Sing, even if it's out of tune. Have a perfectly balanced work-life situation, yeah. as Dr. Chim has said. And we'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you next week. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.